Welcome to Facts from the Field with Ag Bell. We're here to discuss agronomic and agriculture topics to help keep your operation successful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Facts from the Field. Today I have Eric Merritt with me, our salesman out of the Maywood area, and we're going to be talking about tank maintenance and how to prepare for winter. So, Eric, thanks for coming in today, and uh, I know, you know, right now it's it's not extremely cold, but we know it comes every year, and uh, so I guess kind of lead off why tank maintenance is important and uh, what are some things we need to look for. Yes, winter is slowly showing itself. It gave us a little taste here, and it's going to be here before we know it. Um, First off, I guess, would be making sure you got all, no water in your tank. You know, you can get a hold of one of your sales members and they can come out and we can stick your tank to see if there is any water in the tank and make sure, you know, there's none in there. If there is, we have products that we could put in the tank to suck out the water. That takes just the water out of the bottom. And so I would just contact one of uh, you on the sales force then and if, if I suspected it. Yes, yes. If you ever had any questions or whatever you suspected or you just never checked it and the tank's been sitting there for years, you know, it doesn't take long and we'd be more than willing to swing in and take a look at it. Pretty painless. Great. Then uh, I guess the next thing we would talk about then is um, filters. What do you kind of see as a recommendation for, for changing filters on our tanks on the farm? Probably at least twice a year. You know, when the weather starts changing, you get the fluctuating uh, temperatures, you get uh, condensation, you know, start getting the water in the tank. And so, you know, at least at least twice a year is a good good starting point. You know, if, if you do have other contaminants in your tank, you know, you'd have to do it more. Would you recommend like spring uh, and, and then fall or, you know, right before the, the massive temperature swings or, or, you know, what would what would I use? as a producer is kind of a rule of thumb. Yeah, I would get them changed, you know, after your temperature kind of becomes steady, you know, you're getting out of the fluctuating the 90 degree days to the 40 degree days and, and then yes, switch them then. So what it sounds like is you're telling me if, if uh, I was looking from a farming standpoint, um, probably corn planting time would be a good time uh, and then, then harvest. So. Right. Crops going in the ground, crops coming out of the ground, um, take care of our fuel systems and because and, uh, you know we don't want to wait too long. Combines only run a few weeks out of the year anymore and uh, so we want to want to make sure we're protecting what's going in there. Are there any different types of filters, uh, anything that that might be in speaking just uh, specifically on filters, anything uh, that stands out? Most of our tanks or the farm tanks they usually have like a 10 micron filter on them. Um, then we're kind of the standard you know if you got a clean tank and no problems then that's usually what we go with. If you do have water or contaminants in your tank we can go down to a 2 micron filter that would catch most of all the contaminants coming out of that tank before it ever gets to your tractor and ruins your injectors or anything else. And so the way I understand it, microns is is the size of particulate that's allowed to go through the filter and the smaller the number, uh, the finer uh, the filter, the better the job it does of cleaning that fuel up. And, and I've heard 
that most of the equipment, um, the, the fuel filters on the equipment themselves are two microns. So, you know, if you're taking it down to a 10 at the customer site and then the, the equipment themselves takes it on down to two, that's kind of what's feeding the, the fuel system. Yes. How would, if I, if I had water in the tanks and I called and said, can you help me with this, what, what are some ways of removing the water? So we have a product that's kind of new to us uh, that we can get through our supplier that actually just absorbs the water out of the tank. With the Cenex line of fuel, it has an additive that pushes the water to the bottom. So if you ever do get water in there, it will push it to the bottom. So then therefore we can go in with this product. It's just like a sock and it has some absorbed stuff in it that will just soak up the water and take it out of the bottom of the tank and then we pull that out and discard it and test again if there's more water we can stick another one in and just depends on how much it's kind of neat how technologies come that they've they've uh, manufactured something that that will only adhere to water and leave the fuel behind that's it's neat to watch we've talked about water and we've talked about filters and then uh, kind of the next thing going on is is people start thinking about blending uh, for winter winter time what uh, when should I start thinking about blending fuel? Well, that depends on your operation. If you're going into harvest and you have acres to cover, you know, and the 10, 15 day forecast is still looking fairly good and fairly warm, I would not blend your fuel yet. I mean, but if you only got a couple hundred acres to farm and you get that out and you got a few head of cows to feed this winter, you know, now would kind of be the time after you get that harvest out to kind of start maybe blending some to to get a little bit in the fuel before winter does hit and be behind the eight ball rather than kind of ahead of it. Great. Yeah. And that's, you know, kind of the only time a 10-day forecast is really, really viable for anything is, is blending fuels in my opinion. But uh, then once we get bl blended and uh, we're getting through the winter, Spring rolls around, how, how long do uh, most people continue to blend? Once again, just, you know, temperature and your operation on if you're still needing the tractor and, or, you know, you got the cows pretty well fed up and getting ready to go farming, you know, you don't want a bunch of number one in your tractor to go farming with, so, you know, if we can start blending her down, you know, maybe not necessarily taking all the number one out, but kind of start cutting it back for the warmer temperatures, and like I say, it just all depends on, everybody's different in their operation. And what, uh, I guess, when we talk about blending number one into the fuel, what does that do for uh, economy, uh, you know, what's that do to our, our gallons per hour, I guess, is how we would articulate that in, in equipment. Does, is uh, number one less efficient than straight uh, diesel fuel? Yes it is. It will decrease the economy. You will be burning more and you will have less horsepower. But when you're feeding cows your tractor will run and you will not be out there with the snowball flying up your backside trying to get your tractor to run. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so at what temp does fuel typically do we see it start to gel? 
usually around 10 to 20 degrees is when it starts to gel. You know, if we're starting to see consistent temperatures of that, then, you know, around 30, you know, if you're starting to see 30 degrees, I would start questioning, you know, getting some number one in or at least some additive in your tank to get you by until you do want to go with the blended fuel. Yeah, and, and you know, we, diesels changed so much over the years when, when we went to ultra-low sulfur. We took the sulfur out of the diesel fuel um, for the EPA standards, and uh, we went from 500 parts per million of sulfur down to 15 maximum parts per million, parts per million. and uh, that really changed the way fuel reacted to cold weather. The sulfur actually would uh, let us get colder before we noticed any waxing or anything. And now with the removal of sulfur, um, our waxing temps have, have come up, like you stated there, between 10 and 20 degrees sometimes it can, it can start to wax. Well, thanks for uh, joining me today, Eric, and, and uh, Appreciate you taking the time to come in and visit with us and, and remind everyone that never too early to start looking at the condition of our tanks that we store the fuel in and, and uh, what we may need to do to, to have a more painless uh, winter. So thanks for coming in and I'm David Dodson with Ag Valley Co-op. Thank you for listening to this edition of Facts from the Field. For more information about Ag Valley Co-op, visit us at agvalley.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter.